we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? show week six uh, i am joined as always by tyler hayward host of trouble with the snap where they cover everything michigan michigan state athletics um we should start there tyler how you doing oh man i'm doing great uh both teams six and zero. Oh. if michigan state can beat indiana this weekend both teams will likely be undefeated going into their october 30th showdown and uh that's exciting um Michigan's, uh, I mean, both teams have a little bit of weakness. They're both in the top 10, though. Um, I don't think that's going to Ohio State and Penn State started showing up on the schedule. Um, but, I mean, it's an exciting time. Um, Michigan's starting to get back where they typically are, which is obviously just below that OSU and Penn State level. And Michigan State's probably got the most electrifying player in the country right now. And so it's good to watch yeah we're we're on a collision course and as you know i don't i don't follow it like like i should or like i used to but it does appear that the most dominant offensive player in the big 10 right now is uh plays for the spartans and the most dominant defensive player plays for the wolverines so that clash coming up october 30th should be a good one yeah uh, and uh we've just got FYI. Where just FYI, we have a former Spartan, Jay Green, coming on our show today. Uh, and we've got a list of guys that are coming up. Uh, Did you say Dre Green? Down. Jay Green. Dre, Draymond Green? <laughs> not Draymond Green. I, I, we're not big enough to pull him yet. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody wants to sit through that, though. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah, it, they, Michigan, uh, Rutgers, Rutgers gave, gave Sparty – a fight, but I thought they'd give them a little bit more of one. Um, I knew heading into Nebraska, it looks like uh, Scott Frost finally is living up to the hype. It doesn't doesn't hurt having a quarterback that has read your playbook for the past 15 years. But um, it's always, even from their heyday on to now, Nebraska's a tough place to play. Michigan pulled out a big one. Thought it'd be a tough one, but uh, they, they definitely made it interesting. Yeah, they Nebraska might be the second best team in the West. You know, forget their record. They lost to Michigan State, they lost to Oklahoma, and they lost to Michigan. I think they're a legitimate team. They got a good defensive front, and Martinez is a great player. But you know, there's three things in uh, life that are certain: that's death, taxes, and a Martinez brother turning it over to uh, choke for Nebraska. Yeah, what? Speaking of the Big Ten West, um, have you, if you could name the worst number two ranked team in the country in your lifetime, um, why why is it Iowa? Because <laughs> <laughs> I I watch this team and there's no way, like they got Penn State, they got they 
They just they don't they don't look the part. And I, I know I know Alabama's five, Iowa's two. If they played each other and Bama's favored by twenty seven, give me the tide. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, but that's that's one of the things that happens in college football. I mean, if you go back to uh I mean, I'm just picking a year that I'm really salty about. It's twenty thirteen. You know, I Auburn wasn't that good. And it was a situation where at the same time, they just had this really weird matchup edge against Michigan State. Uh, but I thought, but I honestly think that Michigan State would have beat Jameis Winston that year. Their defense was that good. Whoa. And so there, th- their defense was that good. Jameis Winston would be able to throw the ball against Trey Waynes and uh, well, Dark Lesnar. That's Dalvin Cook, too. Yeah, and Michigan State also had the best front seven in the country that year. So, and Ricky um, Goldberg. <laughs> we'll Benjamin, to those of you who are, aren't familiar. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Dark Lester Darnt was the best corner in the country since Deion Sanders, uh, statistically speaking. And so I, I think that maybe I'd give Auburn the edge over Iowa, but that said, I don't think Iowa's able to throw the ball. They kind of have this – um, Michigan persona, which is like you can run it. You have, playing good run- quarterback. you have a good running back. Uh, you have a good defense. Obviously, Iowa's defense is much, much better than Michigan's right now. And it's, But you don't have the playmakers on the out. Have the, uh, you don't have a great quarterback on, under center, and that's not a knock on McNamara or Petrus. They're both good they're just not great right like like if if you had to, if the season ended right now and your national championship was one versus two what is the spread for georgia iowa uh, i think it's i think it's definitely double digits and i'd go oh, i think it's 20 21 22 yeah i'd say between 14 and 17 just because iowa does have the ability to turn you over and I mean, that shortened field helps when you, like I said, you don't have that quarterback. And, I mean, Iowa turns the ball over as well as anybody in the country. And they're going to just completely uh, run away with that mark this year. So They're they're not the second-best team in the Big Ten, let alone the country. No, because you go back, you look at that Penn State game. Once Clifford got knocked out and – Penn State had to put in their backup quarterback. Well, let's just say their backup quarterback's not Clifford. And, you know, this isn't to say Clifford's a great quarterback either, but uh, definitely good enough to get the job done, and he was good enough to get the job done at Kinnick at, on a 3.30 game. So, Yeah. Um, so, enough about the amateurs. Um, a big, big weekend for me. Uh, I'll make personally. a man anymore <laughs> yeah i oh i was um there nobody's nobody's coming to see them nobody's paying for their autographs um i was slightly distracted usually i make a make it a point to watch pack 12 games but um i'll be honest I'm, I'm gonna take a take i'm gonna talk boxing for a second um if you could have if you would have told me that tyson fury and Deontay Wilder's fight was going to be as electric as it was, I might have actually paid for it instead of bootlegging it. Um, but 
as much as boxing disappoints, I'm not there yet. But that was I. After watching that fight, I thought to myself, I want to say that this is the best sporting event I've ever seen in my life. And I stopped for a good hour, hour and a half, and I said, Nope, not going to be a prisoner of the moment. And it, I still had those feelings, and so I said it. And um, people at work were—they're thinking, "Well, what are, what are you talking about? I've seen better sporting events." Now, personally, I have not. We saw six knockdowns between the two fighters. Like neither after every round, these guys didn't know where their corner was. It was terrible for brain health. It was terrible for concussions and uh, CTE. But for entertainment purposes, it was fantastic. Um, that's that's all I got. I know we don't have a big boxing demographic. I just wanted to put that out there that if you missed Fury Wilder, even if you're not a boxing fan, go watch it. It is it, it is the best boxing match. It's the best boxing match I watched and I think I've watched every single one of them. So it's definitely the best one you've watched. Um, but speaking of bloodbaths, uh you're one of your darlings that you like to bet on is Derek Carr. Um, I, we're not going to go too deep into this, but Gruden's gone. Uh, said he's resigning. Bullshit. Um, rumor is that at the moment, if you remember, I sent you that that article. You couldn't read it. And then I sent you the other one, and and I, I think that maybe you saw the headline and thought, yeah, we know. Uh, I said he's not going to last 24 hours. He didn't last 24 minutes after that. Um, <laughs> it sounds like as soon as this came out, Mark Davis and his stupid fucking haircut went looking for John. And uh, and they mutually decided that um, that uh, they were, they were going to move on in the coaching department. And what blows my mind is the, the, the people that say, oh, well, this happened in 2011 or this happened years ago or years ago. We can't cancel culture people. No, you can't cancel culture people when they say something in middle school, when they are an analyst for Monday night football and have already won a super bowl as a head coach of a team that's majority black, you absolutely can go after them. What did you think of the Gruden fallout? Uh, I'm kind of in between those two areas. Like I understand what he said was, absolutely wrong and stuff like that um but it was a long time ago you were not technically employed by the nfl um and ultimately i mean that that's kind of where i stand but at the same time what he said yeah no absolutely it's not acceptable and so i'm not I'm I'm honestly not sure where I fall on that just because of those two two circumstances. That being said, I just think it's absolutely hilarious that the NFL is able to get this type of information from John Gruden's email and uh, his personal information like that uh, and from 11 years ago, and we have certain politicians still roaming the streets because of their emails and laptops. She's not a politician. Uh, it wasn't as She's a first bro. I wasn't necessarily talking about her either. <laughs> well, um, yeah, like it's the the homophobic stuff doesn't. I mean, it bothers me, and the sexism bothers me, and all this stuff about your what? boss bothers me. The racism thing is the problem 
Because yes. how do you walk into your locker room and face six foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound black guys after that comes out? Here here's my thing. Good way the, to get a blanket party. The way he the the way he I mean, based upon the article that I read, the way he was talking about the Michael Sam thing, uh I I don't think that part was necessarily that big of a deal. No. Um, just because he was saying that Roger Goodell f- twisted Jeff Fisher's arm to draft him. And I mean, he the word queer and it could just be that he's out of touch and with the LGBTQ thing and whatever else. I mean, that is one of the acceptable terms that you can go. But he does have somebody who is gay that is on his team. He also cut Carl Nassib once. And the thing is, is I oh, mean, did there's... you mean Derek Carr? Speaking of getting canceled, this show will go on. No, uh, but what I mean is, like Carl Nassib, Carl Nassib's a productive player. <laughs> Carl Nassib's yeah. a productive player and stuff like that. Nobody thought, nobody in the NFL thought Michael Sam was going to be a good player. You had a lot of the general population who thought he was just because he was, you know, player defensive player of the year in his conference Correct. in football. But with his speed, there was no way he was going to be that productive. He had to put on weight. He had to become a defensive tackle, and uh, that's really hard to ask. College kid to do once you draft him, and so I think that uh, I think that that was a situation with that. And so when they sit there and they built it up as a story, where you know he's making fun of Michael Sam for being no, that's not the case at all. What it is is he didn't think Sam was going to be productive. He obviously doesn't have a problem with it. Like I said, NASA was on this team. It's not a, it wasn't a gay issue. It was a production issue. And like I said, it wasn't going to be productive in the league. Correct. Um, however. So, so like, so when I'm saying that I'm torn, it's because some of the stuff is like that is overblown to an extent. That being, Mm. that being said, that was inappropriate. I also believe everybody in the NFL had those pictures. Correct. <laughs> but if he is sending them and it turns yeah. out that his cheerleaders are forced to pose that way, uh, not good. No, no. It's I not, like I know, said, that was inappropriate. I just want to know. They said that there's 650,000 emails that their people are petitioning to go through. Um, that people will help go through to divulge information. Uh, I get 13 emails a day. I don't even want to read them. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like I said, it's a cancel culture thing. Uh, You know, people want to sit there and they want to go through emails. The guy already um, is no longer employed by the ever be employed by the league again, so who gives a crap? You don't need... The Bucks removed him from the ring of honor. Immediately. Yeah, they they dropped him quick, and so it's a Dungey's ring anyway, (laughs) more or less. Yeah, and so, uh, um, but yeah, so I mean, look, everything that has been done to the guy, um, anything that can be done to the guy has been done to the guy right now. 
there's not a point to go through and just completely criminalize his personal life at this point. Um, you know, just let it go. It's not like he can go to jail for the type of statements that he was making. You don't need to go through it. The guy lost his job. He won't be employed by ESPN. I can guarantee you that. And like, he's not going to be able to go back there. And so just Maybe barstool. <laughs> Maybe barstool. Yeah. And he can come so on just... our show. Yeah, man, John, that'd be a great John. idea, man. John, if you're listening, <laughs> but non-paying gig for you. <laughs> right? We'll talk about Derek Carr and Carl Nassib. It'll be a good time. But yeah, that's, I mean, you, you can't do anything more. So why even bother going through his emails? This this is the whole situation that we're living in, though, is, I mean, but internet, you just want to sit there and you just want to destroy people. I remember when people used to say, I respectfully disagree with your statement. And instead, it's just a strain of expletives and you're the biggest moron in our life. So, so what? What do we think? What do we think the odds are that this information leaked straight from the desktop of Urban Meyer? <laughs> because that guy just got all the attention taken off of him, and this, and you want to talk about a coach that does some shady shit? Uh, I wouldn't even put it past him. <laughs> Look, I mean, how's he got access to those emails? So, I mean, well, he. I, I absolutely think that he's definitely. I definitely think he's breathing a sigh of relief. That's for sure. Yeah, he's probably the first one to be sharing sharing it and retweeting it. And look, guys, look, this coach <laughs> made a bigger mistake than me. But, yeah, you uh, talk talk about losing a locker room. Uh, John Gruden said, "Hold my beer." Yeah. It- it's just, it's it's crazy. Uh, I know you were kind of anticipating some sort of fallout about Gruden anyway, so I know you're not 100% shocked, but... Not at all. Yeah. Why, I thought I thought he'd lost his locker room with the racism thing, and then once that broke, how fitting that he gets shit-canned on Monday Night Football, though. <laughs> but um, as soon as that came out, I said, there's no way he coaches this week. Like, that's that's too much. But yeah. Anyways, let's uh let's get at it. Uh, we had a rough week. I had a rough week again. I had two in a row now. Um, so I'm gonna switch it up and I'm gonna go first. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer. And uh, I might if if it, this week goes like the last one, I might just punt. But um, I'm gonna start it off. Um, speaking of losing a locker room, um, there's a locker room that that is completely lost but not not to the fault of a coach um the top four players and targets for the new york giants are saquon barkley kenny galladay darius slayton and sterling shepherd all of them are out this week most likely and the guy who throws them the ball he's also out uh jabril peppers is out they take on the Rams, who are healthy and rolling. Uh, this game is a ten and a half point spread. I don't think it's enough. I think once those guys are confirmed out, I think it jumps to thirteen or fourteen. I don't see how it's not already there. The way these two teams have been playing when healthy. Um, this is at New York, but it's not that time of year where New York's 
um, devastating. I mean, it's not freezing cold. Um, we, you got a quarterback on the other side and Stafford who's played in soldier field. He's played in Lambo, even if it is bad weather, uh, the Rams roll here. I think they roll huge. Uh, what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm right there with you. Giants can't move the ball anyways. And you know, all those guys, even if all those guys were healthy, um, I'm not, I'm not going to use the. Worried about Saquon Barkley just yet, but whoa, whoa, man, it's starting to look like um, no, <laughs> no, the four letter B word, no, the four letter B can, word. If you're if you watched him, he can absolutely play, yeah, but his I mean, volume lends his volume in college and in the pros, I think, I think has a lot to do with him getting injured. Oh, yeah, because they had him returning punts and. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. Barry Sanders was able to pull it off, but Barry Sanders. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you don't get hit, <laughs> um, but that's uh, I mean that that's honestly where I'm going. Like, and part of it may be a uh, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold. He just doesn't have. Anything around him to uh, to help? I mean, you, you know, uh, running backs, you need a line to block for you. You need a quarterback to be a threat to keep the defense honest. And he doesn't have that. And so part of it may be that. But I'm definitely leaning towards um, as long as he's in New York and they don't help him the way that they're supposed to. I, I'm leaning towards that B word. I, I can't because uh, McCaffrey's dealt with injuries as well. And uh, I'm not there with him. I mean, I know he's also finished the season. But, but Barkley's, Barkley's production when healthy is right there with McCaffrey's. And uh, there, I mean, there's a reason he missed all of last year and you go into a fantasy draft and he's still a top five pick. Yeah. Like, the, the dude can play. And, and, and I don't think but, next year you're going to see him as a top five pick. Um, sure. If I if I pick in the top five, you might. I'll adjust the draft order as such. Um, Not taking Kamara. <laughs> but look, that being said, without him, without without Slayton and those guys, um, the, this team just isn't any good. Not to say that they are, anyways. And I've. <laughs> Yeah, Mike it, Lennon is projected to start, and they're going. They're talking about elevating Brian Lewerke from the practice squad against well, Aaron maybe, Donald and Jalen Ramsey. The good thing is, is Brian Lewerke can at least run from uh, the pressure. Donald um, might be faster than him. <laughs> no, you'd be you'd be surprised. Brian Lewerke's got some legs. It's his Ram, accuracy Ramsey's that's an gonna, issue. Ramsey's going to be. Ramsey's not even going to know who to cover. Ramsey's gonna sit there and be like, "Am I seriously supposed to guard this guy?" He's but, just gonna t- watch end arounds from Kadarius Tony the whole time. <laughs> That's all they can do. Yeah, no, and I, look, like I said, they they just don't have the weapons. They don't even have the offense, or they don't even have the defense to slow down the offense to any extent, anyways. And so, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the Rams walk in this one. 
Yeah, and I mean, you got your your stopper of the deep threat and Jabril Peppers, who's been a bright spot. I know it's a soft spot for you, sore spot for you, but that that dude's blossoming, and uh, you need that guy that can stop somebody over the top. And with him out, I mean, that's Deshaun Jackson, it's Cup, it's Woods, and it's Stafford, and it's it's not going to be good. If this if this game's not twenty five, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, it- yeah, it should, it should be a blowout. If, if not, I quit. But <laughs> All right, where are we going with your first one? Uh, First one, I'm doing all my games uh, tipped a half a point. Um, I'm going to go the one that tipped a half a point in my favor first. And that is Arizona plus three over Cleveland. Hmm. I like this Cardinals team. Uh, Baker Mayfield's playing with the torn labrum. Uh, OBJ, not a part of their uh, game plan last week, uh, had less targets than Donovan Peoples-Jones even. Uh, and maybe I'm just a little salty that he's on my fantasy team. Um, yeah, he's a hard but, one to pass up when he's available in like the fifth round. Even though he hasn't been productive, he's hard to pass up. I, yeah, but I mean, I ultimately... I all the time too. Yeah, the the good thing is is he's a wide receiver three for me. So Mike Williams still balled out. I appreciate it's that. It's like it's like Julio Jones. I'll never pass him up in the fourth round. Yeah. And he he's got that ability to still make plays. Um I'm just curious to see how much they lean on him. But he's playing with a he's playing with a uh, Baker Mayfield's playing with a torn labrum. And I think against quality teams you're gonna start to see Cleveland take a step back because of that. Yeah, their their defense was concerning last week. Uh, and that's another reason. <laughs> they were the first team to go over 500 yards, turn the ball over zero times, and lose because their defense got absolutely destroyed by Justin Herbert. And, uh, and not to say Baker didn't tear up the Chargers too, but um, – the Chargers, Chargers have their own issues on defense. That's not the problem. These Cardinals are red hot. And if you couldn't cover, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit. Uh, the the Chargers receiving core, including their receiving backs, are very, very underrated. But uh, this Cardinals team can play. Uh, they got the weapons, obviously. They got Hopkins. They got A.J. Green. They got Edmonds. They've got Rondell they got Moore. Yeah, they got hell. They got James Conner, who people forget plays football still. Um, but I just I I could not believe how little pressure Miles Garrett and company got on Justin Herbert. I couldn't believe it. And uh, the Chargers Chargers offensive line is nothing to write home about. It really isn't. And Garrett, I've seen absolutely dominate people, and I've never seen him take plays off. But it looked like there's something wrong with this team because it looked like he didn't want to be there. And uh, there's their coach there's, wrote racist emails. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, <laughs> Max Crosby plays his butt off, but I think he's uh he's got a couple screws loose. But um, yeah. This this Browns Browns are gonna Brown. Like this, everybody thought, oh, this is the Browns year. This is the Browns year. Well, we watch Monday Night Football, and it looks like the same team has a stranglehold on this division. Um, that the running back that threw for 450 yards last night or two nights ago. Um, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't that halfback look, option's deadly, man. 
they they I they're better than Pittsburgh. I can say confidently, but the way they play, the way they the Browns kind of check out of games. Like I don't I don't know how much better than Cincinnati they are. Yeah, I don't know how much better than Pittsburgh they are. Um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's I I I know it ruffles Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Uh, it's time to move on from from your quarterback. Okay, I, I've not been saying it's time to move on for six years. That being said, I said six years ago they need to start looking. Uh, like, you, you, you just can't do that when Cleveland's young and good. I just don't think they will uh, have it this weekend. And Cincinnati is has um, a lot of talent. They If they build up their offensive line a little bit and – uh, you know, work a little bit on that defense. That yeah, that could be a, yeah, that that could be a really, really uh, pending the development of uh, Joe Burrow. Um, but yeah, it, I just don't. I I just don't trust Cleveland right now. I think I think Arizona is good. Uh, you said they didn't get pressure on Herbert, um, and as much as Herbert may be the best quarterback in football. Um, is that is that before or after Russell Wilson's finger turned crooked? Maybe both. It looked like it was Russ. <laughs> maybe both. Um, but I yeah, he's awesome. If you if you can't get pressure on Herbert, I got a feeling Kyler Murray's going to be able to avoid some too. At the same time, Murray's got a tendency to try to do a little bit too much, and he does end up running into a sack and creating the sack himself. That being said, uh, you can hit him a couple times. He'll, he'll still be fine, and they still have uh, the playmakers to, uh, you know, shorten the sticks again. So I I just think that uh, I, I, I just like the way Arizona's playing, and I don't like the way Cleveland's playing. Yeah, they they. It seems like people wanted to buy in on the hype with with Cleveland two or three years ago, and this this is the game of the two teams that people jumped the gun on as far as betting go a couple of years too early. Uh, two years ago, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, everybody said bet the Cardinals, bet the Cardinals. I said wait, they're not there, they're not there. They might be there now. The Browns, everybody jumped on them. People were taking their over for wins two years ago and it was at 11 i said not a chance um but yeah this this browns team i they they have the tools uh odell beckham he's not it but juice is still there and their their running game is as good as any i think nick chubb somehow falls under the radar yet again um that guy's a monster but yeah but I, I I think that everybody talked about their receiving core, and now you look at them today and you think that their receiving core is not that good. That might have to do with their quarterback. Um, but, I, I mean, we've seen Odell Beckham be productive with lesser quarterbacks. Yeah, I called Eli lesser. But um, I, I like Baker. I like his accuracy. I just think that he tries to play hero ball too much. Um yeah, yeah, with I, the torn labrum, it makes that a little bit harder. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a have a play in this game. I don't, I don't love the betting side of either of these teams. I don't, 
I don't like the number. I don't I don't like the quarterbacks. Um, both quarterbacks tendency to try and do a little too much when they don't need to. Look, um, let's let's just say this is a there's a reason that this is my first the first game I'm putting up there too is just because I it it was like the week the lines are just really intriguing. They're difficult to try to play off of for me, and so. But that being said, I I saw what the Chargers did to that defense, that vaunted defense, and I think Arizona collectively has more weapons. Not to say that, you know, their receiver yeah. their receivers are better than Allen and Williams. They're deeper though. And uh not to say their running backs are better than Eckler. They're deeper though. And than uh, what the Chargers have. And so I, I just think that that just does not bode well for Cleveland. No. Um I'm gonna uh I'm gonna I'm gonna think about my third one. Um, well, that's good. You're only on your second one. I know, I know. I was gonna go to it right now, but mm-mm. I might I might pick the same game and flip it. Now that I think about it, um, <laughs> I am going to Foxborough with my second pick. Uh, I hate to do this because it is such such a chess versus checkers with the coaches. Um, we got Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys laying four points in Foxborough. Um, this, this was a desperation move by me. The Dallas Cowboys are the only team that is five and zero against the spread, which means that I pick them and Vegas caught up to them and I miss, but, uh, they, they look like they got it all. Finally. Um, their, their secondary is finally good. Their defense as a whole is playing good. Dan Campbell, is exactly where he needs to be. He doesn't need to be on a sideline in Atlanta, that's for sure. But um, I I am man enough to admit, I do still think that there's a little too much hype there, but Dak Prescott's the real deal. Um, I, I thought, you know, for the past three or four years, everybody was hyping him up, and I thought to myself, look at his weapons, look at his running game, look at his offensive line. His offensive line's not that good anymore. Um yeah. His receivers are good, and Zeke is playing out of his mind, but Dak Dak makes throws that he wasn't making two years ago. And uh, I I like where he's come from a leadership standpoint. I think that four is a little ambitious for a a spread because of the ability of – my thought process was Belichick takes away what you do best, but Dallas right now does everything well. And that, that makes it tough to take something away. Like, if you take Zeke away, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, and those guys are still good. Yeah. And they're, they're still a problem. And their defense, I, I don't think I – think, I think the Patriots are still a decent team. I think they might be the least talented roster in the NFL. Uh, and they're up there. I mean, Detroit's bad, but it, as much as I complain about Goff, he's better than Mac Jones right now. Right. Yeah. He should yeah. be. Um <laughs> their DeAndre Swift is better than whoever. Uh, uh Damian Harris. Are, yeah, the receivers are just a wash. But um it's just I th- I think the Patriots are still there. I just think that Dallas is rolling, Dallas is <clears throat> red hot and and I think that the uh position to position battles in this match are gonna be too much for anything Bill Belichick can draw up. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I I like Dallas in this one. I don't think that New England has the weapons to keep up with uh, what they can do with, like you said, Cooper and Lamb and Gallup and I mean Zeke's getting breaks here and there, so he's a little more productive. He's a little more focused when he comes in. Um, he looks explosive with the with the implementation of Pollard, and I think that that helps. Um, and Pollard looks good when he's running too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, you, to the point where, I mean, this isn't the case and it shouldn't be the case, but it's to the point now where people are talking about a timeshare in the backfield. And I mean, I, like I said, I don't agree with that. Um, but I that, that's how, that's, that's how good Pollard's running. No, I, I mean, I don't mind a little bit of a timeshare, but I think they were talking like near 50-50. And I was like, uh, no, no. But that that being said, uh, I, I think you can do that. Uh, Damian Harris has been one of the bigger uh, bright spots uh, for New England this year. Well, I think Micah Parsons just completely erases him. And so I'm, I like Dallas in this one as well. Watching, you know, what's crazy is against Carolina, Micah Parsons looked like he should have been the first pick in the draft. And then the following week, he played one of the worst games of anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, he was – he disappeared. He he missed holes. He missed tackles. He didn't look like he had a clue what was going on. And But they are, they're also playing be- him a they're also playing him a little bit out of position. They're trying to have him do everything as a rookie, and we're not even six games in yet. They have him playing on the end. They have him playing Mike. They have him all over the field right now. And I think that it's a little ambitious for any rookie to try to pick that up, especially one who's going to come in and be a linebacker right away. And, I mean, that being said, he's – he might be the most naturally talented player uh, on this on this Dallas Cowboys team. Yeah, um, people people might be getting a little excited about Trayvon Diggs. Um, uh, yes, he's good. Yes, he's made big plays, but he a lot of them seem a little opportunistic. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think he's so, a home so, run. He's, uh, saying he's better than his brother is a little. Um, no. <laughs> well, who's his brother? Stefan Diggs. Oh, well, that's two different positions. Yeah, um, but saying he's better than his brother, I mean, I don't, you, you, don't, you don't like to cross-examine positions like that all the time in the NFL, and I get that, just because everything is so different. But Diggs well, hasn't let, dropped well, a pass in like 14 games. Yeah, yeah, Let's let's be real here. And you, you said they're a little opportunistic, and I agree, but not, it's not like New England's going to, A, give them a ton of opportunities um, because they are a little more conservative. They're going to try to kill the clock, uh, keep it close at the end. Um, but like I said, I don't think they're going to be able to do that against Dallas' linebackers. Yeah, I'm not I'm not close to putting Trayvon Diggs in the stratosphere of Stephon Diggs. I'm not even close to putting him with Quandre Diggs. Like, yeah, that one hurts still. Yeah. Just as a Lions fan, that one hurts still. Yeah, when Stafford tried throwing that ball away, I was like, oh, bad throw. And then Diggs caught it. I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. 
this is okay. I can live with that. I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm glad to see you guys. We're <laughs> friends still. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this God, this I this just feels like it's gonna bite me. And of course, I pick them. I I I love picking the Patriots because they're of their ability, especially when they're underdogs, to keep games close, keep them low scoring, and make it competitive to the end. Um, I'm just I'm I'm in a slump and five and zero against the spread. Their average margin of victory over the spread is ten and a half, um, which is second in the league to the Buffalo Bills. But <clears throat> yeah, they I mean we we could be looking at a rematch of two of the Bills for uh, tragic Super Bowls because because Buffalo and Dallas are they're on a tear right now. I'm, I know Cowboys fans are already penciling them in, but uh, Buffalo, Buffalo looks like you can maybe, maybe move them a little further ahead in the bracket right now. Time uh, for the segue. Speaking of Buffalo. Oh, right. Yeah. They got, <laughs> they got a football team out there. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's my second pick. Uh, it's Buffalo minus six against Tennessee. Normally, normally when I do anything with the Titans, it's picking the Titans. Uh, still not 100% sure of the staff, so Julio Jones. I think the defense has looked absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think the offense is just as balanced as it's ever been. Um, your receivers are better than they've been. You are helping Josh Allen get a better team around him still. Um, I absolutely love the way that this team is playing. On the uh, the offensive line for Tennessee has not looked that great. Derrick Henry's still going to put up numbers, but when it comes to keeping uh, Tannehill upright, they've taken a huge step back. And I I just like the way that uh, I think Buffalo is going to be able to exploit that. Yeah. Uh... Scott Martin will be listening to this guy that I know. He's a huge Buffalo fan. I'm pretty sure that he just has broken tables all over his house. I want to tread lightly here because he'll he'll hammer me because of the things that I say about other quarterbacks. Josh Allen's playing like he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I, you know, two, three years ago. Second best. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. Loved him. I love the fact that he will sling it, flick of the wrist, 60 yards with a face mask on his face mask. Um, he does not care about pressure or a dirty pocket. He's huge. He can run and he is fearless. Um, what is most impressive to me about this Buffalo team that they were unable to do last year, and I think it's the major difference is what they did to Kansas City was exactly what they were missing last year. They said, we don't need to blitz. They blitzed one time against Kansas City. They rushed three, they rushed four, and they got and they got there. Last year, they were bringing in Tredavious White and Micah Hyde, and they were doing all sorts of things with Tremaine Edmonds. Now they're just dropping them in coverage because their front four can get after you. And when you leave um, a Levi Wallace, Tredavious White, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde, maybe maybe the best secondary in the NFL back there, and they none of them have to come up and run support. It's tough to get yards. 
Um, yeah, and I, I think part of that too is so the coverage can lead to those sacks as well. And I mean, if the guys aren't getting open, then you know that just gives the defensive line a little bit more time. And I think think they uh, they're not necessary. I don't necessarily know if the front seven's better in regards to getting at getting to the quarterback. I think it's a realization that you don't safeties and the corners and you know leave a potential hole in your secondary you can just sit there leave those guys there and uh, you know everything will work itself out in the end because of how good that secondary is and they've got yeah they got alphas at corner who they they take their man and they they pick their guy and they shut him down and it starts with Tredavious White but the biggest, the biggest thing I think that that's helping them is the fact that they they lost Tremaine Edmonds for a big chunk of last year, and he's more than healthy. Uh, he looks like he's one of the better linebackers in the NFL. He's a true hybrid player. He can he can play safety. He can play on the line. He can cover. Um, he's he's a weapon on the defensive side of the ball. He's what he is exactly what I'm hoping Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals can be. Um, <clears throat> that, that kind of player, I think, I think that's the new school. I think that's what you need. Um, as much as I love the, the Ray Lewis Erlacher types, they, the Keekley Keekley's a little different. He was a good cover guy, but, um, that, that middle linebacker, that, that position's changed so much. That's, that's why you see teams like Pittsburgh lose Shazier to a tragic injury and then immediately trade up to go get Devin Bush, who is a cover linebacker. Um, they know that that's what you need. You need guys that can cover the flats, the guys that can cover tight ends, are big enough, physical enough, and fast enough to cover these this new breed of tight end and this new breed of res- of running back that can run routes and be physical, but also have speed and athleticism. And Tremaine Edmonds, I think, is is the the flag bearer for that. I think I think he's as good as any of them, um, along with Devin White and you know Tampa's Tampa's got some good ones too, but. Um, yeah, this Buffalo team, they're they're complete. Stephon Diggs hasn't been getting the credit he he did last year, uh, but he's just as productive. Um, when you look at the numbers, he's he's doing it. He's just not doing it in twelve catches for one hundred and twenty. He's doing it in um, <clears throat> nine for eighty five and two touchdowns. Or you know, he's he's still a problem, but you can you can tell defenses have kind of adjusted to try and take take him away. And it's it's opened up a lot more options. So yeah, Buffalo, they they're tough to figure out. And no one's figured them out yet. Yeah, and it, it opens things up for Sanders and Beasley, who are both uh, playing well right now. And I, but ten, if nobody can figure out that offense, Tennessee's not going to be able to figure them out. No. Let's just say that. No, and it's if if they're gonna if they're gonna make a game of this, it's gonna have to be what what Kansas City cannot do. And that's run straight down your throat. And Tennessee mm-hmm. does that better than anybody. Um, yep. This will have to be a big game for Derrick Henry. And this one, Derrick Henry's probably going to be sore because I think he's going to get a ton of carries as long as they can keep it close in the first half. Yep. Um, so I'm still, I, I'm just going to stick with what I picked first. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus four and a half hosting, uh, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. The I was thinking about this, and I almost flipped this pick because 
if Russell Wilson's playing, what do we think that spread is? Um, one. Per, uh, might be might be flipped the other way. <laughs> no, I don't. If if it was flipped the other way, then I'm definitely taking Seattle because nobody's worth eight points. Um, <clears throat> I. I this being in Pittsburgh, I would guess. The, the only reason, the only reason I say, the only reason I say that though is just because I think people forgot Geno Smith was in the league. Yeah, and he looked good. Um, yeah. But we've we've seen that people come in and spot starts and fill in spots and they look great and then yeah. they teams get a week to watch them and that's not the case. Uh, Pittsburgh, I don't know what the hell's wrong with this team. Uh, I think it starts at quarterback, but their defense hasn't been that good either. Um, yeah, and that's shocking because they are loaded everywhere defensively. They're loaded at linebacker with, you know, uh, Highsmith and Bush and those guys. They got front, obviously, uh, led by Hayward. And then their defensive backs have always – their corners aren't as good as they used to be. But they still have not mentioned T.J. Watt? I figured that was in there All right, already. That was just implied, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's the best offensive player in football, maybe. Um, but Jalen Ramsey, I said maybe. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, their corners aren't as good as they used to be. But Fitzpatrick's been maybe the best ball hawk in football over the last yeah. couple of years, and he's not getting the turnovers um, that he uh, normally forces. And, or if he recovers fumbles. So I'm I'm not sure what is going on with this defense right now. Um, that being said, I still think there's the talent there to uh, completely rip apart any uh, backup quarterback in the NFL. And speaking of backups, I, I think the only reason that Roethlisberger is still playing is because Dwayne Haskins is the backup. Like well, it doesn't matter if it's Dobbs. It doesn't matter if it's Haskins. Let, let, let's be real. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is panicking, and they were hoping to find a diamond in the rough in Haskins. And he, they were hoping he that plays he would for the Texans. replace. I go get Watson. Whatever it takes. Like, no, what, I'm. What, you have a moral high horse. Your your quarterback has his own issues in his personal life. Like you're not going to get worse. Like, look, you go get look, a twenty-six-year-old that when he the last time we saw him play was one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, yeah, and, and and this is the thing too is they sat there and they made a big deal. Oh well, it's not the Steeler way to have a guy like Michael Vick come in. It's like you have Roethlisberger, and right. not to say that Roethlisberger's look whatever happened legally with that case. I mean, it, it is what it is, but. Let's be real. Um, it, it none of you can't sit there and have it one way. All right. And honestly, if you, if you want to be completely honest, and I'm sorry, I've, I've got to take a shot at this. Devin Bush is a little bit of a douchebag too. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. And anyone, who, anyone who goes out and threatens some 60 year old lady who's just trying to keep the turf nice before the game, like I mean, let's be real. He he's an idiot. So don't sit there and tell me that you have morals all of a sudden. When you're willing to draft pass like that, you kept Roethlisberger around and you waited for that as uh, this whole, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to 
trying to it's think of uh, trying to think of a politically Yeah, and you held on to AB. You held. You've held on to all of these guys with a plethora of issues off the field. Sorry, Nick. Like, if this Deshaun Watson thing plays out, and he's uh, innocent, like it's going to matter in the NFL. Like, it's it's not going to. The legal proceedings are still a year down the road, probably. Go get him. You have an opportunity this year. Granted, Juju Smith-Schuster is done for the season, but... Watson's done more with less. Yeah, Deontay Johnson and... Uh, Washington. And James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod. Those, those guys Claypool. aren't terrible. Claypool, yeah. Like, you have weapons. Yeah. Like, go, I don't, I don't go get Watson and go get Watson, gamble with that. Plus, his ability to move his legs is going to open things up for Najee Harris, who up until last week has sucked in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You, they don't have anything else to worry about. Yeah, go do it. Get, you know, get Deshaun Watson. For another 10 years. Pending the legal proceedings, of course. Eight years. <laughs> He's not going to miss more time than Vic did. Like, like, I don't understand. They have these moral issues of quarterback. They had Roethlisberger, they had Vic. So now, now and you brought in Haskins. Like, so what, what's the, what's the theory here that you only take guys with moral issues if they suck and you don't want an all pro. Like, that yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. I, if I was it. Pittsburgh, I'm calling Andrew Luck. I'm calling Deshaun Watson. Fuck, I'm calling Drew Brees. Like, yeah. And look, I'm trying they, to pull Peyton out of the booth. Like what? Like we said, I might even try to pull Eli out of a booth. Yeah, um, like like we booth with the double birds. <laughs> you stay right there, Eli. <laughs> and that's why we don't have that on Mondays anymore. That's why we can't have nice things. Um, look, that's why we don't have Gruden no. on Mondays too. <laughs> but yeah, you. Go do something. This team is not that good, and it starts at quarterback. Go draft a guy. I said earlier you should have started addressing this six years ago, and yeah. that does that doesn't necessarily mean you take a guy in the first round, second and third instead of fifth. Yeah, like they're letting they're letting Roethlisberger hold this team hostage like Rodgers does, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. He's not. He's never been Aaron Rodgers. If I'm being honest, like he's he's been good, and he's never been that. He's been great. He's just never been that. Right. Like, like those three guys that he got drafted with, Eli Rivers, Roethlisberger, like everyone says, oh, Roethlisberger's got two rings, Eli's got two rings, and then Rivers is third. No, Rivers is the best one. Statistically, yeah. he is. Uh, Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl on the worst quarterback performance in the history of Super Bowls. Um, Eli <laughs> just sucked and turned into a superhero in the playoffs for some reason. But um, before I get too sidetracked, let me remember that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, The the reason here, um, and for some reason he does, he still seems to get overlooked. And sometimes I even do it because he's up there out in the West Coast and, you know, their defense doesn't really keep them in contention, but – I mean, if I've ever seen a quarterback that just drags his team to the playoffs single-handedly, it's Russell Wilson. And when you watch him, he's he's unreal. Uh, he's out. Uh, their defense sucks. 
the only thing they had was Russ. And I think I think these receivers take a step back because he's out. I think Carson doesn't have holes because he's out. And their defense still isn't good. Jamal Adams has no idea how to play football. And um, I, I think Pittsburgh's defense is good. I, I think they're they're more talented, and that's why I give them the edge. I don't love the fact that it's minus four and a half, but it is in Pittsburgh. It's it's Geno Smith, and uh, for some reason the Rams couldn't get to him, but I think the Steelers will get to him. Um, I, this one, this one, I I almost kind of flipped just because of Roethlisberger. I think they can keep it within three, but um, the more I think about the personnel and the defensive sides of the ball, I'm I'm, I'm strong on Pittsburgh. Um, that's, I don't know that there could have been a more devastating injury to a team than Russell Wilson to the Seahawks because they, they just needed to figure out how to be decent on defense and they were a contender the way he was playing and they lost him for six to eight weeks. Hopefully Gino can come in, keep him 500 or close to it in time for Russ to come back and, and make a push for a wild card. But in that division, uh, without him for four to eight weeks, whatever it is, uh, they're going to lose some ground. And uh, yeah, yeah, you, you've got to make a push. It's going to be for the wild card, and even then, in that division alone, like yeah. it, it's too, it's too tough of a hill to climb. I, the I don't, Cardinals and Rams are gone. You have to beat out the 49ers. Yeah, that that that's pretty much what it is, and. They're not bad either. I mean, they're not no. great anymore, but they're not bad, and so it's going to be a really tough hill. I don't think they, I don't think they have it without Russ. Um, you know, uh, Lockett and uh, Metcalf are still um, among the best one-two punches as far as receivers go in the league, but I, I wonder how much of that has to do with their quarterback, though. Like I like Metcalf, I like Lockett. I, I, I if they played with Daniel Jones, I don't think we're talking about him though. Yeah, Met. I mean, Met. At this point, Metcalf. Yeah, if if you can get Metcalf behind the secondary, obviously anybody can do it. Anybody can get him the ball. His, I think it's his route running. Except Geno Smith. I think it's his route running. Um. You know, avoiding the nine rounds. I, th- I think it's everything else that becomes a little more difficult without Russ, and so that I, th- I think that that's the problem. The good news is that Geno Smith is most likely going to give up a near pick six, and you've got DK Metcalf to run down your mistakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Seattle defense, there's something wrong. Uh, Bobby Wagner's still awesome. But their their front four is not good. Their back end is not good. Jamal Adams is the most overpaid player in the NFL. Um, he got Stafford underthrew a ball. He never underthrows him. And Jamal Adams, it was Deshaun Jackson. He had to come back under it last week to catch it. And Jamal Adams spun around three times like he was on a Barry Sanders highlight. Had no idea where the ball was. Oh, poor Harlan Barnett. I mean, it could have something to do with the fact that he was thinking, oh, shit, there goes Deshaun Jackson, and then he undercut him, like, what? what? But um, Jamal Adams, he he takes liberties on his own. Like, he's supposed to be in deep coverage, and he just comes up and runs support on, in empty sets. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. 
I, he's like, oh, he thought he said, well, I, I thought I could get to the quarterback. No, no, you you probably could have if somebody were covering your guy. Yeah, you're not a rover. Like it's not. It's like you you're legitimately a safety. You're not a rover. You can't do that against Kyler Murray and Stafford. That's who he tried it on with Stafford. They were in an empty set, and he jumped up in the box and left Cooper Cup just standing by himself. Like, what are you? That's Stafford. It's not. It's not Zach Wilson. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I I, I think he thinks he's a lot better than he is, but I don't know. Pete Carroll's got to get a grasp on that because their defense. I, I hate to say it, their defense is going to have to be what they hang their hat on to try and to try and stay alive. I think I think we're going to see a whole lot of Chris Carson trying to keep these games competitive. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and, but, Pete, and Pete, Pete Carroll's got a tendency, even if Carson goes out, like let's say Russell Wilson's playing, Carson goes out, he has a tendency to lean heavily on the backup running back. And, <laughs> and so I think with Wilson out, he's going to try to lean heavily on Carson. And you know, that works if you're a fantasy owner. It doesn't work if you're trying to win football games. I know you're, you'd hate it, but right now, right now would be probably, if if it is looking like eight weeks for Russ, for God's sake, Cam Newton's on a minimum contract. Go get him for eight weeks. Yeah. Like, he's, That's not bad. I, I don't care what anybody says. He's washed this and this. He's better than Geno Smith. And he's bigger. He's a goal line threat. He... I mean, why? Why the hell not? That seems like a Pete Carroll thing too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and it would make. Uh, I think it'd make running uh, easier for Carson. I know Smith can move a little bit, but uh, Newton on uh, third and two with a read option, like those, those types of things are killer. I think. I think Belichick picked the wrong quarterback. I think Cam Newton's. I think Mac Jones is fine, and I get I get the move because you can't have Cam behind him in case he does make mistakes like he is, because then the media gets loud. But but that's a perfect situation for Cam to come in, like knowing, like Cam has to know. I know he's got a hell of an ego, but you have to know, like you're coming in in a spot, like you're not competing for this job when he comes back, but yeah. you're playing. Like you, here's your audition to stay in this league. I, I can't believe that he's on his way out of the league. Um, he's one of one of the most physically dominant players we've ever seen, and I don't I don't think that's gone from him. I think his arms lost something. I think his accuracy is worse, but he's still that threat on in short yardage. He still can make plays, and he's he's still a smart player. Um, so I I think it'd be a good move. I think you can get him cheap, and I. I, I don't see why not. If you if you think your team has a chance, otherwise, just pack it in. Uh, this division's tough. Go get a, a, a safety or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, enough enough about those two stupid teams and the rematch of the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Um, let's see. What do you what are you locking up this week? Uh, this game tipped a little bit. I'm still okay with it. <laughs> Um, it's the Bengals. I'm not watching mine. this game. It's the Bengals. Mine. I don't know if I'm even going to get it down here in Indiana. So it's the Bengals minus three and a half against Detroit. Um, I know Detroit. Detroit bit me in the butt last week. They bit me in the butt the week before. I don't think they do it this week. <laughs> I, I think uh, 
the Vikings thing, uh, they kind of took advantage of the fact Alvin Cook wasn't playing. And if anything, it was... I didn't watch it. <laughs> and, and if anything, it was evident on, uh, you know, that strip by Reeves Maven at the end of it, at near the end of the game. Um, but this is a Bengals team that has their star running back in Joe Mixon. They have three really, really good receivers. Uh, Joe Burrow's status up in the – I think he's still going to play um, because someone – You don't want to miss a, this one. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a stat-padding game. Yeah. Um, and I know Cousins didn't light it up, and they've the Lions have done a really good job on defense over the last two weeks. I think it's I, – I just think it's fake. and I'm not buying it yet. And so I'm going to take the Bengals here. Look, you, at this point, even though they lost off uh, – the Detroit Lions have two straight losses off of 8,000-yard uh, field goals. 19-17 um, in both of them, too. Yeah, really weird score. Like, if <laughs> you want to find a team that's cursed, man. But I, I just don't think that – they're going to be able they're, they're, Detroit's going to be able to run the ball a little bit but you can't throw it and you can't throw it when Ty, Tyrell Williams is out and you can't throw it when Quintus Cephas is out and Quintus Cephas is probably out for the year um, and so Ragnar. that and that yeah and Ragnow's out and Decker's out and Sewell and Hawkinson are both banged up <laughs> this is not a good football team and it's not a good football team when you're, even though it's weird to say this about Quintes Cephas, who I think still might be okay, and uh, Tyrell Williams, it's not a good football team when your best offensive players are out. And so I, I'm just, I don't think they have it. You know, I have to, you do have to give a lot of credit to Detroit, though. You have I to. I don't. Yes, you do. Because these guys have, this is their worst roster in football. They are going out there and they are fighting for this guy tooth and nail and they are still like you know what's the phrase snatching defeat from the jaws of victory but they are they're giving decent teams a little bit of run and some of it might be fluky like uh the san francisco game where you had to recover some onside then you stripped a fumble there and you stripped latavius murray but these guys are fighters and I, I think you're. I think that Dan Campbell's one of those guys that you're going to sit there and you're going to keep fighting for. So I, I like how they're fighting. They just don't have the talent to land a punch. Exactly. I don't. I you know I've seen coaches come in and teams play really hard for them. Talented teams play really hard and it's just not working. Miami a couple years ago played hard for Brian Flores. They had some studs on that team. This team might not be playing hard for Dan Campbell. This team is a roster full of guys that if they don't perform, they don't have a job like this. Yeah, it seems like these guys are just these. Yeah. Like these guys aren't like, yeah, let's do it for our coach. No, these guys are trying to stay in the league. They're that bad. Um, other than Deandre Swift and Hawkinson, like this, these guys could all be gone in two years. And I mean, other than your Sewell's and, but like it, it feels different than the guys that, you know, they got a good roster. They can't get one side of the ball going, but they're playing hard. Like, like that Dolphins team or like Washington 
last year this this is this might not be about Campbell. This might be about these guys fighting for a, a real contract instead of a, a 10 day or a practice squad deal. Um, yeah. Like you, it's not a good matchup. The I'll say a push for the, at the quarterback position. Uh, Goff's terrible, but Burrow's not there yet. No, um, he's still banged up. But the fact that Cincinnati's third, uh, maybe fourth best receiver is better than our first is not good. Um, they chase Boyd Higgins, whoever is better than I, I watched every Lions game except a couple this year in my life. I don't know who their receivers are when those guys are out. St. Brown. Yeah. And, and what's his name? A little fast dude. Um, uh, the end around dude. Um. Yeah, they, he's yeah. just like Ross Brown, but they—I I don't know this team. I know I know the Bengals team. I know they've got studs. They had studs at the college level. Um, I, I think they're more talented. I think they're a better play calling team. But this Detroit team, like you said, they—they they play hard. Um, they've—they've they've lost two games to in the exact same fashion. Uh, the good thing is this team's not purple, so you're not going to lose 1917 on a on a game winning field goal. But <laughs> this, they they hung with teams that were much much more talented. They had zero business being within 30 points of Baltimore. Um, they with even without Dalvin Cook, like there's no reason Justin Jefferson shouldn't have had 200 yards. Yeah, or um, Adam this, Thielen shouldn't have had 120. <laughs> Yeah, like this, I I don't know what it is. It it's not the quarterback. I'll tell you that. That guy is everything I thought he was. He throws a pretty ball. He's Matt Ryan. They've made comparisons to Matt Ryan with him. He is Matt Ryan. Like he throws a good looking ball. Not a huge arm. Not mobile. Doesn't do well with pressure. <clears throat> Smart, but can't. Once once the pressure comes, he's. Like there's guys that crumble under pressure, like like Derek Carr, but Derek Carr can get out of there. Uh, Goff cannot get out of there. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson is gonna get injured, injured because he's all they got. Him and Swift are all they got, and those two guys are not the healthiest players as is. And now you're gonna add to their workload with everybody else being out. Uh, this this game has a recipe for disaster. Like I said, I'm probably not gonna watch this, even though it's my two favorite teams growing up. Um, yeah, this one, this one's for a draft pick, really. I, I don't know. I don't know what the Bengals need, but Detroit needs Kayvon Thibodeau and they better go get him. And it starts yep. this week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started that, the last two weeks. Yeah, because Alquara, neither of them seem healthy. Detroit, Detroit has. Yeah, I think Romeo Alquara is out too. Yeah, if, if you look at Detroit's players before they got to the NFL, you'd think it was the best defense on the planet. Um, Deshaun Hand, still no sign. Uh, he was the best high, defensive player coming out of high school ever. And he's shown flashes. He just hasn't been healthy. And now he's fallen to the back of the depth chart. The Acquire brothers are not healthy. 
Um, they still, they, they made a big, big deal out of Jamie Collins leaving. And now we got linebackers and those linebackers sucked. And Akuda's out. They, they're a mess. And yeah. they're, they're, I understand it's a rebuild, but damn, you only get like 10 picks in the draft. You need a lot more than that. Well, but, and here's the thing, though. You, you, you can rebuild a team all you want, but when you're in the middle of a rebuild and you're suffering these injuries, it's just going to make matters worse. Yeah. And the, I, I don't think they can get much worse than this. That being said, uh, you know, to see Campbell come out with that passion, look, I'm kind of a fan of it. At the same time, I kind of think, yeah, we lionized him. But come out uh, crying at the end of the the. Yeah. Uh, now he knows our the, pain. The game last week, yeah, like now he he knows what to expect now in this league. Uh, well, if if you just have maybe one of those guys, you start winning these games. And I mean, they're gonna. I I I like the guy right now. Um, obviously, they can change. I love his energy. Like I said, I love the fact that these guys are fighting hard, whether it be for their job or for their coach or both. Um, he's making you, bad decisions late. Yeah, but he's starting to get better at those decisions. I don't have a problem with what he did against yeah, Minnesota. You're right. Andy Reid has made those mistakes for years, and he's one of the best coaches ever. Yeah, and, you know, uh, like I said, this is Campbell's first time. I mean, look, you can sit there and you can think everything about a sport, but until you're the one who's making the calls, things are a little bit different. And, I mean, it's even true at the freaking high school basketball level. Um <laughs> I, I'll, I, it's going to take a lot for me to give Dan Campbell credit because of the coaching tree that he comes from. Yeah, but at that's the a, same that's time, a gay at tree. The, at nobody same... wants that fruit. <laughs> at the, it's funny to forward with, but at the same time, you've got a uh, you've got, you've got to respect the that he comes with and the energy that his players come with. That being said, it needs to amount to wins. I don't think it does this weekend. No. Um... There, there is one game that we didn't talk about that we didn't pick that is. Well, well we got like, we got like negative six minutes to talk about this. So, all right, best game on the docket. I'll end with this: Chargers, Ravens, gonna be must see TV. Um, that is. Uh, There's a reason uh, we didn't pick. Yeah, it's it's a one point spread, and it should be. Uh, two of the most fun quarterbacks to watch for two very different reasons one's just technical tactical and surgical and one's just a freaking weapon um the these are two of my favorite teams to watch two of the more talented offensive teams that there is even though they're both pretty banged up um it's gonna be a good one make sure you tune into that one and uh i would give you a lean but i have no idea just enjoy that one um yeah just watch it yeah that's what, what Watson got. said to Detroit Cincinnati. Yeah, you if, unless you live in in Ford Field, you probably won't have the Detroit Cincinnati game. Um, <laughs> but that's what we got for this week. Uh, let's get back on the winning side. Good lord, we we're flirting. We're we're one or two under five hundred. I don't think we what even sniffed we, that last season. Yeah, we, we we need to we need to do this one by one right now. All right. <laughs> Right, once, once I figure it out, we'll be we'll get back. You just keep doing what you're doing. I'll get I'll get with it. Um, Please, God, I feel like DeAndre Swift out here by myself. But if if the Cowboys miss, I'm I'm done. I <laughs> I took 
the only team that's five and zero against the spread against the best coach against the spread over the past ten years. That's concerning. But um, oh look, fire! I want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, I just said, oh, they're five and zero. I'll take them. <laughs> um, and then I it, yeah, I took them, and then I was like, oh, it's New England. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we got for this week. Um, make sure you share, continue your support. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Tune in to Trouble with the Snap. Things are getting interesting in the Big Ten. And by interesting, I mean it's taking longer for Ohio State to decimate everybody. Um, yeah, they're so still decimating the Big Ten. Stay, yeah, stay, stay tuned for that. Um, don't, don't be surprised when that happens. But uh, this, is, this is the last thing I got. This is the best time of year come end of this week. You've got regular season NBA Hockey's back. Baseball's still here. College and pro football are back. Um, you get about two weeks of this golden time before. Well, it actually gets better because baseball goes away. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the best time of year right here. So, enjoy it. Taylor picks. Let us know how you did. And uh, best of luck.